0: This is a classic podcast from Unqualified Gamers.
1: Hear more at unqualifiedgamers.com
0: Hey I'm back. No you're not. Did it uh did it work? No. Wait, did what work? I hate you so much. Wait,
1: what are we talking about? In this exciting episode of Unqualified, a video game podcast, we go mobile, John. What? Wait. What? We go
0: mobile, John. Are, we're going mobile. Yes. Yeah, I don't want to alienate uh, all of our listeners that uh, that only game on mobile consoles, like myself. It's
1: not a console if it's mo- it's a mobile device. It is it. Yes.
0: Wait. Uh, so my mobile devices, uh, have gotten a lot of use lately. How about you with all your Apple, your, uh, your iDevices, so to speak? I don't
1: have iDevices. I have NOID. Okay. Well, you're
0: missing out on a ton of content.
1: Okay. Tell me more, John, which is ironic because growing up, nothing was compatible with Apple except for Warcraft 2.
0: Yeah. Isn't that kind of weird? Yeah. How that happened? Yeah. It was, it's really weird how that happened. Um, not to, well. Then again, Apple doesn't exactly endorse games all that much. They just let people make games for their system, but they have no intention of like proliferating their games market. Uh, but that's a different conversation. Uh, point is, is like I have I have been exploring the uh, iPad iPhone game space uh, lately, um, and there are some people that are doing some really cool things uh, on the iPad that are kind of using touch devices uh i think people are finally starting to catch on into like kind of the cool ways that you can use these devices without making them seem seem gimmicky um gimmicky like virtual controls right everyone loves those virtual controls like where you get like the silhouettes of the joystick and the silhouettes of the buttons oh yeah that's dumb that's the fucking worst um so anyway um i just want to talk about a few of them the first one I played when I visited, uh, I visited some friends of mine down in Chicago, and they all had iPhones and iPads. Um, so we, we got out a game called Space Team. Have you heard of this?
1: Oh, yes, I have. One of my coworkers, one of my coworkers made my other coworkers download it during a meeting because we were talking about doing some stuff on mobile platforms.
0: Okay, and and did you happen to play it, or did you just watch other people play it, or did you just watch them download it?
1: I didn't play it, uh, but they did. They did try to play for a, a hot minute, and uh, they did explain what it is, and it sounds like a lot of fun.
0: Okay, so I think it, to preface the whole thing, you really have to play it with people you know, because like, like just having a, a like a rapport and a relationship with the people that you're playing with is is the reason what it's what makes it fun and funny. Um, But the game is basically just little, like, 8-bit graphics like you all kind of poured in as a space team, and it uses local area connection or Bluetooth connection to find people, to all connect together. And... The, the whole game is just you, you warp in and you're uh, trying to get in f- as far in space as possible. And everybody just has a control panel on their screen. Obviously, you can only see what's on your screen. And then at the top of the screen, there's, a, there's like a, a ribbon that is giving you directions on what you need to do. Um, so it'll tell you to you know flip something. So you will look on your screen and you won't have the thing that it's telling you to flip so it is your job to communicate to the three to seven other people in the room with you that are also playing this game that one person needs to flip this thing so you're shouting that at everybody Yeah. because seven other people are also shouting at the rest of the room that they need to uh, turn this thing or, um, or push this thing the thing that makes it kind of fun is it's all like this weird techno babble that none of it is real but it, it's like just ridiculous enough that it sounds like it could be real like the flux giga gigapacitor or something like that so like you've got you've got somebody that's that's like uh rotate flux gigapacitor to seven because like one person will have like a rotating knob that goes from zero to eight and it'll just say flux gigapacitor on there and they have to move that on their (laughs) on their ipad so that just by itself is kind of fun because there's people shouting at each other but you are flying through space very quickly and uh, there's a lot of stuff your ship is trying to dodge, and occasionally you'll hit an asteroid or, or something like that'll happen. And part, like part of your console will fall apart. Like when I was playing, uh, m- like that the little panel that had the flux jig capacitor on it fell off. <laughs> so if somebody told me that I needed to rotate the flux jig capacitor, I had to, uh, I had to use my finger to put it back into place long enough for me to use my other finger to rotate the knob on it and then I could let go and it would fall back down again Um, there are wormholes that will require everybody to turn their their entire device upside down (laughs) there are asteroids that make everybody shake their device and obviously the directions are still going on at the same time which you can't do because you're shaking your device and you can't read what's on the screen and you know, there's and only one person can see the asteroid, so they're shouting at everybody. Like that has to take precedence, so everybody will be like shouting and talking to each other, and somebody will just go, "Asteroid, shake, shake, shake!" And so, and everybody just starts violently shaking it until that one person gets like a clear message on their screen, and then everybody can go back to it. So there's just there's a lot of like really fun, goofy stuff. And the thing, the the true most awesome thing about it is you've got all this techno babble, but. But then you'll have these like these other non-techno babble that just, they're what make you laugh when you're playing the game. So like, somebody will say, you know, rotate passer to seven, uh, turn on uh, uh, flip onzo, blah, blah, blah. And then somebody will say, wash the dishes, wash the dishes. And somebody will have a button on their screen that just says wash dishes. And they have to hit that button when somebody tells them to wash the <laughs> dishes. Uh, the best one... <laughs> We had two really good ones when we were playing, you know, we were like far on into the game and somebody said, Release the prisoners! And, so, and of course that got a good laugh. And then the next one, the next one and the best one was, Release the hounds! <laughs> and that was, it was, it's just, it's fun. And again, because you're playing with like people that you know and like, you know, people that are just there to have a good time, get a few drinks in you, it's just, it's a great game. If, so, yeah, it seems
1: like a, a genius use of mobile devices for a like a like a local game.
0: Oh, and it's free. It's free. So it's free. So there's a few little options in there that you can enable for like a dollar, and you know that's where the developer's trying to get his money. But the base game is is free, and it's totally worth you know if you're ever just in a group of people that you that you know well, uh, download it and play it because all you need is an iDevice to play it. So. That's really cool. Um, I got a, I, I had been. I've heard all about this game. I had heard all about this game. I was meaning to play it. I never got a chance to. So, super excited. I finally got to. It was definitely worth the wait. Yeah. It's.
1: It sounds like a lot of fun. How is it supported? Um. With. F- with fina- With the money. How is it financially? What's the model there? I.
0: Uh, it's. It's just. It's. I mean, free. I know It's free,
1: but are there ads in it? Are there options no, to no, upgrade?
0: No, nothing. Nothing like that it is just a free to play game I think it was just this developer trying to kind of get his name it's one dude so I think it's just him trying to get his name out there Um, and he again he's got these extra options you can buy and enable for like a buck a piece and that just I I think it even says on there it goes to funding more games like this one Okay. Okay. so I don't think that the game is getting a lot of support other than there's a few things that are kind of in beta mode that says but those are free they say they're like gonna be done at some point sure um so that's that's that and that is really cool
1: yeah uh, that sounds really, like a fun game but you can't play unless you've got friends around right
0: exactly and it's, um, it's only ios
1: but is it cross-platform like can you ipad to iphone it
0: yeah we had like three iphones and two ipads okay. playing at the same time okay. so it's just it's just i devices again it uses it uses local area networks or bluetooth yeah to connect, uh, devices. So that's kind of cool. I don't, I have never actually seen another game that uses Bluetooth connection, which all iDevices have. So I don't know why you wouldn't use it. Mm-hmm. Um, the next game that I played, uh, is one by the creators of, um, Tiny Tower. Oh, really?
1: Uh, yeah. which is Mobage? Uh,
0: it's yeah. Mobage, I think, or Mobage, Yeah, I like Mobage
1: better. So we're going to go with that.
0: Sure. So, uh, it's called Nimble Quest. Uh, also a free-to-play game. This one has a financial model in it. Um, you ever play Snake? Yeah, did Hey, you remember that game Snake on the Apple IIe where you were just <laughs> a snake and there were little dots on the screen and you had to go towards the dot?
1: Yeah, you had to eat the apples and then and that we, made you longer.
0: And that made you longer and then you just ate more apples and then it made you longer and you, you couldn't run into yourself yeah. because you'd die, right? Yeah. Hey, How would you like a game that was Snake only it had a group of adventurers that automatically attacked enemies that were on the screen with various weapons like swords, arrows, guns, and magic.
1: Are we talking tower defense style?
0: No, like Snake. <laughs> so the, the game is the simplest of all concepts, and I can't believe it has not been done before. Um, it is Snake. So Well, there it has are-
1: been done before. It's been called Snake.
0: Yeah, it well, I, right, that's the base concept. But then it's got these additive concepts to it as well, obviously. So there are 15 different heroes. You start off with one. And in order to unlock all of them, you can you have to play through the 15 levels of the game and, and beat them all once. Um, I have played the game for probably about three hours so far, and I have been able to unlock up to eight heroes, like th- through level eight. So the game's not easy. Um, but th- the general concept of the game is you are, you pick your hero and you start moving around like you do in Snake and you're just a one-square dude. And as you kill stuff, which, let's say my favorite character so far is the... Uh, the His name's Gizmo. He's like a gnome that throws bombs. Mm-hmm. So you're just walking around and when you get close enough to an enemy, you'll, you you got to just throw a bomb at him. And it'll blow up in an area effect damage type thing. And once they blow up, they can drop a variety of things. They can drop gems, which are the general currency... They can drop coins, which are the uh, premium currency, like that are in most free-to-play games. Mm-hmm. So you can get free, you can get premium currency that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can drop power-ups, which are temporary power-ups that give you things like magnets that attract gems to you, uh, increased attack speed, uh, a a bubble shield that'll prevent some damage before it breaks, uh, that kind of stuff.
1: To the snake? Oh, to the other people.
0: To you, because you don't just die with one hit. You have a life bar.
1: Wait, but you're um, not a snake.
0: No, you're a human, but you're fighting other humans.
1: Where's the snake come in?
0: You're moving like in snake. Like that's that's the movement of the game. You're walking around like a square arena. And if you run into anything, you die. Oh, but, but you, you can't die,
1: run into yourself.
0: You can, because I haven't I haven't told you kind of the best part. Oh, yet. let's get to the best part. The last drop that can that can happen uh, when you kill stuff is a a hero that you have unlocked up to that point so as you unlock heroes you can get a chain of heroes that is longer and longer up to 15 when you unlock your final heroes so you'll blow something up with a bomb and another hero will be there and you'll run into it and now you've got a guy that a guy that throws bombs and then a a sword user that slashes with swords and now the guy that throws bombs has a longer range you just have to get kind of near enemies. Before he'll throw his bomb, but if you if your snake gets close to the enemy, the sword guy will do like this really quick sword slash. It does a lot of damage, but it's a little more risky because you have to be close Mm -hmm. to the enemies to do it. But it like kills a lot of stuff faster. So you so you know I've got I've got eight guys unlocked. I can get a chain of eight eight people you know two of which will use swords one will use a gun one will use a bow and arrow one will use fireballs that blow up an area of effect one you use bombs and you just end up moving your snake kind of close to these other moving snakes of people snakes of people that blow them up and drop a bunch of power-ups drop a bunch of gems that kind of stuff
1: this sounds made up
0: i know right it but it's it's super fun and it (laughs) it Maybe I'm making it some more complicated than it is, but it's not complicated at all. It's just you moving around um and getting close to stuff, and then power like powering up and the the cool thing about it is there are these temporary power ups you find in level, but then there are power ups you can you can buy with premium currency that last throughout the course of an entire play session, so that's until you die yeah, um those being like increased health for your entire party. Increased attack speed for your entire party that lasts permanently. Um, you know, you start off with a shield at, at the start of every level. Like that's the kind of stuff that you can get with the premium currency. And again, you can get that premium currency in game, um, or and you can you can upgrade these in game upgrades to last longer. So like they're they're again there's like a magnet that attracts all the gems to you. Well, you can upgrade that magnet to last longer. Yeah. And it. That costs an increasing amount of gems, the like a normal currency. Um, so you can just upgrade those as you play the game. Now, obviously, you can spend money to buy premium currency, and you can spend money to buy gems. Kind of standard when you talk about free to play games. Right. Um, but if you enjoy playing the game, there's really no reason that you would need to buy any of that. Now, maybe you'd buy it just because you want to support the developers. I get that. Um, but it doesn't seem like the type of game where I'm going to need to buy anything to progress enough time playing the game will do that um and the other thing you can you can do is upgrade your characters and i think that's probably the coolest part was as every character has a different upgrade path yeah um they've got like three different levels that they can you know level up to for instance the guy i like uh when you level up to his first level he has a 25 percent increased blast radius to his bombs the next one is like a 50 percent increased blast radius the next one is like uh you know they do more damage or something like that. But every single one of these fifteen characters has an upgrade path, and only the character that you pick at the start, and once you have un- once you've unlocked the character, you can pick them at the start of your game. Only the character that you pick to start gets experience. So it gives you like an endless amount of replay. Yeah. Just continue to to build up these characters. You can also uh, gain levels with them by by uh, buying because you end up buying the levels with regular currency if you want. Or you can buy regular currency with money and then use that to level up the characters. So, you know, there's a, if you want to do it that way, you can. Um, the cool thing is is the social hooks that they've put in the game. So it records every one of your play sessions. And they've got their own little database that you can upload your play sessions to um, that people can then watch. So that's kind of neat. Right from your device? Yep. Cool. Yep, within the app, within the app itself. Oh, yeah.
1: So, uh now, are you also viewing the replays in the app, or do they like upload to YouTube?
0: You know, I, I don't know actually because I've never tried to replay one. Oh, interesting. Um, but either way, they're there yeah. for view. Even if it opens up YouTube, I was I would assume your iPad is connected to the internet. Most people's would be at the time. Uh, well, actually, not necessarily. But I, I guess I guess if it does connect to YouTube, maybe it does. Um, but it looks to me like they've got kind of got their own database type thing to do uh, to have those. Okay. Um, and then uh, oh wait no you know what it is online it is their own database but it is online.
1: Okay. What's the name of this game again?
0: Nimble Quest. Nimble Quest. Okay. So so uh, so that's that. And then the other really neat social hook is the guilds, and the way the guilds work are you open up the game and once you get to like a certain level you can join a guild if you want. You type in the guild you want to join, and then that's it. You don't have to, the guild doesn't have to invite you. Um, you can just join whatever guild you want, right? Yeah. And then for one premium currency, one coin, you can participate in an arena. And the object of the arena is to kill as many enemies as you can. So you go and you do that, and your score gets added to your guild score for, I think it's the day, it might be the week, and at the end of that playtime, the guild with the highest score gets some bonuses. They get some some prizes. Um so it just it just adds another little social element. And the arena's, you know, more difficult than the normal game. Mm-hmm. Um so it just adds another little social element to that that makes it kind of fun. You can make your own guilds, but there are kind of some there are some main guilds among different uh video gaming communities that kind of it's they seem like what what you should join so okay interesting um yeah i think it's kind of neat um there's some neat there's some really neat stuff you can kind of keep keep playing it for a long long time so that's kind of neat
1: and it is available for android i just downloaded it actually
0: really i didn't know that i i that must have just been recent then because up to this point again to my knowledge it was only ios
1: uh, this is April 6th, so that was two days ago, <laughs> uh, as of the time of this recording. So yes, uh, very recent, um, but it already has over a thousand, ten thousand downloads. Um, yeah, from the creators of Tiny Tower.
0: The great thing is, it's the great thing is, it's it's like a total pick up and play, pause anytime, and you can just it's I mean it's snake, so it's fun. It's got their cute little graphical art style. It's not quite the little bit, uh, the bit people. What were they called?
1: Tiny Tower, bit bit bitizens,
0: bitizens. They're not. It's not quite bitizen style artwork, but it's you know eight bitty, pixely art. Um, sure. So that's kind of neat. Uh, and uh, another game I played is a game called uh, Slayin. S L A Y, I N.
1: Uh wait, how many games did you play this this time?
0: I told you I I played a few.
1: Oh my god!
0: I don't. I I have a game too final fantasy 13
1: 2 no it is not
0: so i'll go quick i'll go quick do you know endless runners
1: no i've never heard of that and you just made it up
0: okay so an endless runner you know what an endless runner is no uh, everybody does endless runner you're, you're, so your character is just running and it's basically a one button most of the time it started off as like a one button jump action or whatever action temple run is the best example it's like oh, the most- like
1: um, uh, uh, the Impossible Game on Xbox Live Arcade? Maybe it's an indie game. Yes. Anyway,
0: and a guy's just running, and then you're like jumping with one button. And they just- uh, it's a square, but yes. Yeah. So, uh, r- right. Well, endless runners are a genre that have kind of come into their own with with touch devices because of the ease of using a touch device. You just hit one thing. Right. Uh, but they're becoming a little more complicated now and, and a little better. Well, Slayin kind of takes the formula and it it doesn't really make it an endless runner so much. It is just a single screen that has defined borders on it. And you can play as a knight, but then you can also unlock uh, a wizard and a, what is essentially a, a rogue. And you just run back and forth and run into stuff. And as you run into it, you level up and, and coins drop And then you can uh, go into shops that occasionally spawn, and you can buy upgrades to your weapons or upgrades to your magic if you're the sorcerer. Um, And then there are bosses every 10 levels that you gain. So it's just really it's like it's way mindless. It's a buck as a game, um, but it's there's a lot of skill involved because they start to throw just a ton of enemies on the screen at once. Um, So
1: that's I don't know how I feel about paying for
0: it. That's kind of a cool game though it, it really is it i'm really having a lot of fun with that one but it's not free yeah well not everything in life is free yeah well obviously you're not a thief oh you're an android user though i forgot that you guys don't like to actually pay for stuff droid so the last game that i played and by far the coolest touch device game that that i, I think i've ever played um is is called year walk Yearwalk, okay. I don't think you've heard anything about this.
1: The best mobile game you've ever played.
0: Yeah, I mean it and the the that bar is not high because there are not a lot of good mobile games.
1: Yearwalk.
0: Don't hmm. like don't take this as as like the be all and end all, but uh it's it's a really cool game. Um the a yearwalk is a Scandinavian concept where uh like they and they explain this in the game, but someone would go to a cabin in the woods by themselves. They would, like, starve themselves for a, di- for a day or two. I don't remember the exact amount of time. Um, and then they would leave their cabin at midnight. And as they walked through the woods, they would encounter kind of supernatural beings that would uh, help them see the future is the... It was is like the concept of the year walk.
1: Yeah, sounds realistic. Keep going.
0: So you are a guy that is on the year walk, and... It there's very little there's well there's really no text or anything. It's just all told in this really kind of macabre art style, um, almost like something you'd see in a Tim Burton animated film. Okay. Um, really kind of like lonely and depressing type environment because um, it, it's like wintertime and you're in the forest. Okay. And. It's again, it's a very quiet game, but as you're exploring, and it's a first-person perspective, and it's like an adventure. It's an adventure game um, more than anything else. In fact, that that is what it is. It's an adventure puzzle game. So as you're exploring, um, you f- you run into these supernatural beings, and there are some really effective, scary moments in the game, like legitimately scary moments that work really well. Um, But it's just a very well put together puzzle game. And the reason why I say it's the best iOS game I've played is because it so ingeniously uses the touch device in ways that you wouldn't think. Like the answer to puzzles are they are not intuitive, but they are not so obtuse that they are uh, not discoverable. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Um, So... I'll just give you give you one example because the 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 discovery of those is like the most fun part of the game. But there's one part where you realize you have to uh you find these like floating uh, disembodied children in the air. And you come up to this area and you find you find one. You have to find a, a number of them, but you find one and you put your finger on it and you're like, "Okay, well I've got this thing." And then you let like, like go so you can move your character. And this little baby thing floats away. And you're like, okay. So then you try it again. And then you, you let go. And again, the baby thing moves away. And you're like, well, what am I supposed to do here? So you put your finger on it and you hold it down. And you take another finger. And you move and you swipe. And you start to move. And as you're holding the finger down, it's holding this, this child in place as you're moving through the environment. So without realizing that you need to use the multi-touch capabilities of the device, Mm -hmm. use the multi-touch capabilities of the device. And it, it uses all of, it uses all of the interesting touch features that are available that you may not even realize are available on your iOS device. Yeah. So that's really cool. Are Um, you
1: playing it mostly on your iPad or your iPhone?
0: Um, I played it I already played through it. It's about a 2 to 3 hour game and I I played through it entirely on my iPad.
1: Okay, pad. Okay.
0: Yeah, I can't I don't think it would be uh as good at all on iPhone. Um and you really you really should play it with headphones if you're going to play it. Like this is not the kind of experience. This is not your typical uh mobile gaming experience where you just kind of bring it with you. You don't listen to the music. Um I mean the sound design is really effective. So it's it's actually very important that you uh, that you like use headphones or at least be in a place where you can ch- crank up the speakers. Sure. Okay. Um, and the one of the coolest things about the whole thing is it also was it got released with this companion app, which is free. Um, and originally, I thought the companion app was uh, was non essential. Um, what it does is it's got some information about the like the various creatures you'll meet on your year walk. It's got some kind of legends behind them, the lore behind them. Um and it just gives you flavor for the world, you know, which is really cool. Um,
1: does it uh does it does it hint at puzzle solutions at all?
0: Not in a way not in a way where it would it would help you solve the puzzle actually in the game. It lets you know like 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 there's there's a going back to this child one, there's a there's a story in there about this entity that you meet on your year walk. And the story is about how this entity would lure children into the river and drown them. Oh. And yeah. and so again, I was talking about children a little earlier, so just by reading that you realize, okay, that is what this thing wants. Is it, it wants you to find children. Like it, it's just kind of it's kind of creepy, but it, it really adds to the world a little bit. Yeah. But at the you know at the end of the year walk, it the game turns into a completely unexpected game, and then you need the companion app. And I'll just leave it at that because the it's really cool. Like it's just it's so well done. It is way way cool. Uh, but the companion app ends up being it ends up being essential. So
1: nice, and it's a, a a horror game.
0: Yeah, it really is. I mean, it's an adventure game. So there are puzzles. There are some pretty difficult puzzles. Uh, but f- but for the most part, it's just it is. It is just an exploration puzzle game. Okay. Uh, very good. It's it's very good. Can't recommend that enough. Again, it it is the best iPad game or iOS game that I have played. It really is. It's awesome. So I say I say of the games I've talked about, you know, if you have been looking for some games to play on your iPad, get your walk um, and get uh, get Nimble Quest because it's free.
1: Yeah, I just got Nimble Quest.
0: Right. I'm a droid. So, uh, wait, what did you play?
1: I played, uh, it's called Castle Defense.
0: Wait a minute. You played a tower defense game? How'd you
1: know it was a tower defense game?
0: Because it's got the word defense, and castle sounds a lot like tower. Well,
1: yeah, the good ones, okay.
0: So, tell me. I, I don't know why I thought that you were an anti-tower defense player, but you're a tower defense player?
1: What? I'm not anti, I'm... I actually played uh, Final Fantasy... Oh, God. What was the Tower Defense game? Um,
0: yeah, I know which one you're talking about. I played that one, too.
1: Eternal Crystals?
0: Yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. The, the, no,
1: that was, that was the, one of the mods I played. I have no idea what it was called, but I, I played the Final Fantasy Tower Defense game on the Wii. Yes. That was pretty fun. Had to cheat to solve almost every level. Uh, because it was brutally difficult. It was
0: really freaking hard. Like, really hard.
1: Oh, you played it too? I
0: have it on my iPhone. It
1: was it's stupid hard. If you don't know exactly where to put everything, and even when you do, you're barely killing them. You're killing them like last frame before they exit the screen. Um, yes, yeah, so I've been playing Castle Defense. It's by Elite Games. I don't know anything about them. It has over a million downloads. It has a really high rating. Uh, it is free. It is the, the best strategic slash arcade castle defense ever, uh, according to its thing or whatever. Uh, it's pretty fun. It's a tower defense game, so I won't go into a, a whole lot of detail because almost every tower defense game is virtually the same. It's kind of true. I mean, <laughs> let's face it, There is there are enemies on a set path, and uh, they're walking, and you set things that attack them. So there you go. Uh, that's... Does it have like
0: a charming art style or because I know no. we talked about like like one of the uh it may not have been the first episodes we talked about but there was an episode where I talked about a um a game called uh uh kingdom rush I remember that and that game has kind of a fun art style and it, again it's it's one of the best tower defense games I've ever played I love yeah. that game uh but yeah one of the things that that kind of sets it apart is like the the kind of charming cartoony art style of it this one doesn't have anything like that
1: no, I mean Castle TD has a has a cutesy, cartoony art style. Um, it, it's badass.
0: Castle TD. That's can't even bother spent, You know, taking the time to say tower defense.
1: Well, no, that would be giving it away. Uh, there are there are fifteen maps. Each map has three, um, I guess, levels. Like three levels of difficulty. Yep. Um, I am right now on the fifth level. Uh, you unlock certain things after after every level. Like there's a hard mode which you can unlock after you beat normal mode, which I'm never probably gonna even get to because why? There is a mission mode which is 15 different 15 different challenging missions. You need to be well prepared that you unlock after normal mode. Uh, so you go into one of these these uh, in one of the levels and you're given skills. And I guess this is what kind of is the unique thing about this is that um, when you win. A level, or if you get through a lot of waves, you are given, I guess they're called crystals. Crystals are currency. Okay. So you win a map, you get 400 crystals. Yay. You can spend the crystals on upgrades. Uh, you can upgrade, uh, uh, you know, you can upgrade your towers so that, uh, let's say, bunker is the basic unit in the game. You can spend crystals to either increase the attack of all bunkers by, let's say, like 5% each time, so spend a bunch of crystals, you upgrade it by 5%. That's permanent for every time you play the game from that point on. So, all the upgrades are totally permanent. Um, now, in the actual game, uh, when you're planting the towers, once you've planted the towers, as in most hard defense games, you can upgrade those towers as well, um, but you can upgrade only upgrade them to certain levels. Uh, like by default, you can upgrade bunkers once, but then in order to upgrade them a second time, you have to first unlock that level two upgrade, which is in the shop as well. Okay. So um, so that's how they kind of build that. And then there are also units that you can touch in the bottom right corner of the screen, uh, or warriors they're called. Uh, actually, I don't know if they're called warriors. I chose warrior. There's a few different. There's like paladin, warrior, and magician or something like that. But there are uh, fighters of some kind, combatants or whatever, that you can grab from the bottom of the screen, drag onto the screen... And they'll intercept and engage in one-on-one combat with uh, select character, you know, select villains walking through your little path. In, like, real time, right? Yeah, in real time to kind of, like, slow them down or stall them. So let's say, like, one guy gets past all your towers and he's near the end. You can drag your little guys over to uh, where they are. They'll engage them in a one-on-one battle, which stops them, stops their forward progress. And then hopefully they have enough energy to kill them. Uh, you can upgrade your warrior's armor, which is how long they last, their weapons, their spell book, which is their rate of, of skills, um, which I don't fully understand, but it's there. And then there are also three magic spells that you can use um, that work the exact same way as deploying people on the field. Uh, like there's one called Meteor Rain, essentially, and uh, you know, you just drag it to where there's a bunch of bad guys and you drop it and a big meteor basically wipes them all out. Um, more or less. Um, and then there's one called just freeze, which freezes everybody on the screen. So you can drag on media rain, use the freeze, drag on soldiers. So there's there's that live action component of it. And they are all upgradable uh, outside of the actual game permanently. So you can you know, you can upgrade your fire your media rain so it does more damage. You can upgrade your max mana. Mana is what you spend to uh, to cast Meteor Rain or bring people onto the field or uh, to freeze everybody. So you can upgrade your max mana, you can upgrade how quickly you recover your mana, uh, you can upgrade your max life so that more bad guys can sneak through your defenses before you're you're dead, um, increase the, the the amount of time your warriors stay on the field once you deploy them, um, some other things like that. Uh, you know, and you can upgrade your spells and, and uh, there are a couple other little bonuses.
0: Now, was the game free? Yeah, it was free. Okay, so it's because it sounds like there is so much stuff to upgrade that I'm sure that's that's their that's their method of money making. Then,
1: yeah the amount the amount there is to upgrade is ludicrous. I have 520 crystals right now, and I think that's because I three starred the most recent level, and almost all of my upgrades right now are at least 500 crystals. And again, I have 520. So. Um, I've had to grind a little bit. Like I'll, I'll usually play a new level three to four times, and between getting used to the waves and upgrading things, that's what it takes to get through a level.
0: Well, and and to be fair, that is part of the game. I yeah, mean, that's tower defense. Yeah, like that is that is so hopefully that is why you are playing the game is because you find that fun. You find that part of tower defense fun yeah right. yeah
1: it's got it's got kind of nice music uh it's kind of fun uh you know very like medieval um music again the the characters are very cartoony um it's fun it's free it you know it takes about 10 minutes maybe more maybe less to go through a whole a whole level if you go through all nine waves it's usually eight or nine waves i believe um so it's 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 very accessible. It's your it's a very it feels like a very standard tower defense game that utilizes the touchscreen in a, in a logical way until you're just tapping things. Uh, I think I prefer playing this style to the Wii's style when I was playing the uh, the Final Fantasy tower defense game, Crystal Defenders. Yes, that is. It's correct. Final Fantasy Crystal Defenders. Uh, I, uh, I think I prefer the touchscreen just because it's so small. It's all kind of there laid out in front of you.
0: It, you know what? It seems like the logical control method for a tower defense game, because you need to be paying attention to various parts of the battlefield all at once. And you don't want to be like moving a cursor around, you know?
1: Yeah, I think it's a, I think it, it fits mobile devices in- incredibly well. And I'm hoping to see more tower defense games on mobile devices, I guess, especially free ones. Um, so yeah, that's the you're an Android theme. user
0: and you don't pay for th- and you don't pay for things.
1: It's pronounced droid. And I know I don't. And of course you can pay, you can pay money to, uh, buy crystals that you can use on upgrades. Right. But then that takes away the entire, that's, it's just like cheating kind of.
0: Yeah. It's, it's paid to speed up.
1: Yeah. It's paid to, I mean, which is fine, but, uh, you also, uh, have a, a certain number of crystals, uh, purple crystals, which you use as currency to enter the arena, which is their multiplayer element. And the arena, you enter it, it shows five names and their score in the arena. And then you tap on one of them to, like, challenge their score or whatever. So you're trying to get a high score. It's basically trying to get high scores. I can only play the arena twice before I run out of purple crystals, and then I have to wait for them to recharge so I can't constantly play it. But that's their kind of PvP that they put in there.
0: Sure. And is there any... uh is there any kind of premium currency then or can you unlock everything if you just play the game long enough
1: i believe that you can unlock everything if you play the game long enough
0: okay because that is cool like one of the things one of the things about free play games that pisses me off the most is when there is there is just something that is hidden behind a premium currency wall and then in order to progress past a certain point in the game, you pretty much have to have the things that are bought with that premium currency.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there's none of that. I actually don't even know where... I'm looking on the game right now and I'm trying to find where that arena is and I can't even find it. But I, I do know there is a... Oh, there it is. Uh, so yeah, there there is that little that little thing. I was going to say the purple crystals maybe... Um, but no, I don't, I don't even think that's true. So yeah, you accrue them more slowly, but, uh, but yeah, yeah. Nothing is super premium. Good. Yeah. Um, and, uh, just before we wrap up, I know we talked a lot about mobile games, but just because I was talking about, uh, about kind of medieval age era kind of stuff, you and I need to officially on this podcast geek the f*** out over the release of the Dungeons and Dragons arcade games.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: Oh my god. What 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 is it, what is it called? It's called the uh,
0: Shards of or Crystals of So it doesn't matter. It's the it's the beat 'em up Dungeons and Dragons arcade game that that was in the arcades, you know, t- t- 15 years ago. Y-
1: yeah. Oh yeah. 15 years ago. Uh, so there were two that Capcom made. They were Dungeons and Dragons games. They are as good as the X Men arcade game or the Simpsons arcade game. Yeah,
0: I mean they are. They were made in a time where beat 'em ups uh, were at their kind of at their heyday. They were what you played at the arcade. Um, you know, they were the style of game where if you were good enough at the game, you could play through the entire game on one quarter. Yeah, um, and the it, it was also I think it was the first game. It was the first game with like a persistent like like leveling system. Like it had an experience system for a em up at the it's arcade. It's like Gauntlet.
1: It's like Gauntlet.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was uh, great.
1: Yeah, but it, it's side-scrolling, so it, you feel like you're playing the X-Men arcade game. But then at the end of the level, you have treasure. You upgrade magic. You buy spells. You buy items. You buy keys. It was so elaborate. I, I'm I'm getting it the day it comes out.
0: Yeah, and there's some cool stuff that they're doing. I hope that. I think I saw that they're doing it on Steam. I sure hope so because you put it I know for sure it's going to be on Xbox and you put it behind that damn paywall and like I'm done buying gold. So I'm not going to be able to play it on Xbox.
1: Yeah, um, I'm going to I'm going to get it on Steam.
0: Yeah, so it, and I thought I saw that they're coming out with it on Steam. So I sure yeah. hope that that is true. Uh the the coolest thing I think is that there's going to be permanent character persistence. Yes. so so like you're gonna play you're gonna play as like your favorite character like maybe I like playing the cleric so you'll play the cleric and your clerics uh, I don't know if the equipment or level or what but something is going to persist from gameplay session to gameplay session which is awesome because obviously that was not something that happened uh, at the arcades you know it was just from like the start of your gameplay session to the end uh, yeah, so it- I think that is really cool
1: yeah, it seemed to me like, and they announced this at PAX PAX yep. East or yes. PA- the the original PAX East. PAX? PAX. PAX East. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, they released this. They 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 announced it at PAX East, and the trailer makes it look like they packed it with extra features.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they did pack kind of pack it with extra features.
1: Yeah, so I'm I'm really excited about it. Um, I'm. Yeah, I if you like arcade games, get this. It's called Dungeons & Dragons Chronicles of Mysteria. Yeah. Or Mystara, right. Chronicles of Mystara. So uh, Google it, watch the trailer. I watched the trailer ten times.
0: Yeah, and the, you know the other, the other really cool thing about this is if if the game is successful, I can't imagine it would be that difficult for them to release, like, expansions that they could make for it. Like, they could make new content for this.
1: Yeah, that would be bad. Which is it, Which
0: is awesome to yeah. think about. It's and like maybe... For- Reviving an old game from fifteen years ago, and then making like new stuff for it.
1: Yeah, it would be like the arrested development of arcade games. Sure. Okay. There's Uh, always money in the
0: banana stand.
1: (laughs) There is always money in the banana stand, Uh, and maybe if we get really lucky, they'll offer a version that you can download, and it comes with the Dungeons and Dragons movie.
0: Yeah, because that was a really good movie.
1: That movie was so bad. That was really bad. It was really bad. I can't think of a worse use of a license. And don't say Super Mario Brothers because
0: that movie was awesome. There are way worse. Uh, there's there there's got to be worse uses of licenses. So uh, any any Uva Bull movie.
1: Oh yeah, he got licenses, didn't he? He sure did. Yeah. All right. K okay, U you win. That's cool. Well, for more uh, for more Uva Bull moments, said no one ever. Go to videogamepodcast.tumblr.com.
0: You can also find us on Twitter. My handle is at uh, eatplaygame.
1: My love handle is at Producer Cody. Cute. Was it?
0: I was not talking to you.
1: <laughs> Have you been talking to me at all for the last, uh, no?
0: no? Uh, I try to do it as sparingly as possible.
1: Okay,